Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of The Chris Carpenter Show. Um, This is episode 22. Um, It's going to be a pretty short show today. There just hasn't been a lot of uh, news other than basically tech stuff. But we're going to talk about Tech's new coach. We'll talk a little bit about Tech basketball. I got to go see Tech basketball um, last night. Give you my early thoughts on the team thus far. Um, I will give you my latest Prodigy review. And just a smidge of wrestling because there really hasn't been a lot of movement this week. And we will end with the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. So, uh, obviously, the big news story this week, uh, if you're a Texas Tech fan, is the hiring of Coach Joey McGuire. He is going to be the new football coach. Um, there had been a pretty sizable movement uh, towards him pretty much ever since uh, Jeff Trailer at UTSA um, signed a new contract. And um, I got to say, you know, uh, the more I had read up on McGuire, the more I thought, you know, this guy could could be a pretty solid hire. Um, I, w- I had some concerns, and um, I think, you know, we still have uh, – there's some concerns there of the, the fact that he's, he's never been a coordinator or a head coach. But, you know, I got to say he is he has uh, won me over pretty solidly um, this week um, ever since he got hired. I mean, the guy – is very energetic. Uh, the guy seems very excited to be here in Lubbock. And I mean, within 12 hours of getting hired, um, he scored uh, three new commits to this recruiting class. He has taken Tech's 2022 recruiting class, which is the upcoming signing day in December, from being in the 70s in rankings all the way into the 50s. And I don't think he's done yet. Um, he's offered, I mean, multiple players. He started to offer multiple players for next year's recruiting class. And it just, I mean, it just seems like he's hit the ground running and a lot of passion for, uh, I think, Texas Tech, for West Texas, for Lubbock. Um, So, I mean, he's just been a huge breath of fresh air. Um, You know, I hopefully, you know, fans give him uh, some patience because I think we're going to be in a rebuilding mode um, at least next year because, you know, where we had been really heavily reliant on the transfer portal and junior college transfers. And I think what, what Joey McGuire is going to do is he's going to build this team through the high schoolers, through the recruiting process. And so we're going to be very young uh, for the next few years. But, um, you know, I, I think, I think this, uh, I think this was, this is going to turn out to be a very solid hire and I'm I'm real excited to see what this what what this looks like in the coming years. Um, I, the next uh, big question marks are going to be um, who does he hire at uh, coordinators and who else is going to be on the staff. Um, the good news is that Tech is going to pay um, his assistant staff more than they ever have. And in fact, I saw a graphic that Tech's going to be on par with you know places like Michigan and Oregon and in fact when Texas and Oklahoma leave the Big 12 um, Tech will have the highest paid um, coaching staff as far as assistants and coordinators which I think is going to really be a huge benefit moving forward I think you can get some pretty solid candidates um, defensive coordinator um, the, the big name coming out is a, a Carolina coach uh, he's a Carolina Panthers defensive coach um, right now used to be on the staff at Baylor. I don't know a whole lot about him. Um, 
you know, I think with the defense, we just we need to see just some sort of progress, some sort of building of some uh, just some doable defense, and we haven't seen that in you know <laughs> a long time. You know, people people like to take shots at Mike Leach, and and I'm not going to try not to get on that soapbox today as much. But, I mean, you know, you go back to, yeah, I mean, people say Leach didn't really play defense. Um, I disagree. I think, you know, he had some pretty solid defenses, especially towards the end of his tenure with uh, Ruffin McNeil. And, you know, were uh, were they the 85 Bears or were they, you know, one of the top half defenses in the nation? No, not necessarily. But, I mean, they were a defense that made the plays when needed for for us to to get victories and you know even that is a start um but you know I think we can build a pretty solid defense and you know so far Joey McGuire what he's uh focused in on and concentrated on is recruiting a, a defensive player so um as far as offensive coordinator that's going to be really interesting to see um who's going to get that job um there's a lot of people that would like Sonny Cumbie to stay on um, I, I'll be honest, I'm about 50-50 on that. You know, I love Sonny Cumbie. I think, you know, obviously this is somebody that wants to be here. He is somebody that um, just a sol- seems like a solid solid guy. Um, but I, I, I want us to be careful just because, you know, he has history at Tech. He's an alumni. You know, doesn't necessarily mean is he the best offensive coordinator we can get. You know, that's something that we do need to explore uh, moving forward, but we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, moving forward. But that's going to be the next thing to kind of see what McGuire does. I think having McGuire here right now for the next few weeks and giving giving him the opportunity, number one, to evaluate talent, um, but also to recruit is going to be a pretty good, pretty good advantage right now for Tech to have um, so they can hit the ground running. Now, as far as the current team, uh, they're right now they're winning against Iowa State, but it's kind of setting up for Tech to fold again. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't want that to happen, but I'm also a realist. Might happen. I, um, early thoughts on the game, though. Why haven't we been playing Donovan Smith sooner? Um, very impressive quarterback. Um, we've got some very impressive pieces on the offense. I think the biggest thing we gotta we gotta worry about building, rebuilding. Quite frankly, is the offensive line. But you know, hopefully, we can keep uh, Donovan Smith. Um, I'd love to keep him and Baron Morton, and uh, all, both both on uh, on the team for next year. And and I think we pretty set up pretty well for quarterback at least for the next few years but we'll see what happens but been really impressed with Donovan Smith but also been frustrated with the fact that we have not uh played him as much as we as we should have been um during this time period so um so that's kind of my thoughts so far on the coaching hire with McGuire and we'll just kind of see hey that rhymes by the way uh, but I just love his passion. I love that he's, you know, he, he was going out meeting people at the tailgates today. You know, he, you know, his dog was born in Lubbock. I love that line that he said. And he just, just a lot of passion, a lot of energy. And, you know, I, I hope it translates into success. Uh, you know, this, there's a, this fan base is starving for success in football. And, 
you know, hopefully, hopefully this, this is finally the breakthrough we uh, we need since the since the leech debacle. But um, other college football things, I do want to talk about the Oklahoma Baylor game because Lincoln Riley, like most Oklahoma people, is a big fat crybaby, and it's kind of sad because Lincoln Riley used to be from West Texas, and I'll credit Ryan Hyatt with that line. But uh, you know. He's he's crybabying about the fact that the fans rush the field prematurely. Which Baylor fans, um, you need to learn from Tech. Tech rushes the field two or three times before the game is over. So you need to take the example. You only did it once. So you, you gotta you gotta do better with your field rushing games. And you know that's uh, that's number one. Number two the. Lincoln Riley is really crybaby butthurt about the fact that uh, Dave Aranda, Baylor's head coach, um, <laughs> basically, uh, <laughs> you know, called a timeout and kicked a field goal that was pretty meaningless. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, he's mad about it. He's pouring salt in the wound. Well, you know what, Oklahoma? Deal with it. You're, you're, you're leaving with your tail tucked between your legs to go to the SEC, too bad, so sad that we kicked a that the Big Twelve kicked a meaningless field goal against you. Too bad, so sad. So, um, let's talk a little bit about the Tech basketball team. I uh, got to go to see uh, my first game, hopefully first but not last game of the year um, for the basketball team uh, last night. They played Grambling and they won. They ended up winning pretty easily. They. Had a slow start in the first half, then kind of started to figure it out. And then we ended up with uh, really starting horribly flat in the beginnings of the second half, but then figured it out and got themselves uh, got themselves a pretty, pretty impressive victory. Bryce Williams looks great. He's the transfer from, from UTEP. And then we ended up with... Uh, uh, O'Banner, the player from Oral Roberts, I think very impressive. Um, you know, we don't have TJ Shannon right now, and I, I really feel like the NCAA is going to not let him play because that's what the NCAA does. They don't know what they're doing half the time, and it's certainly they certainly don't do what's best for the for the uh, for the quote unquote student athlete, the player. So, um, you know, just kind of sad, but. Um, you know, uh, I think they're going to be impressive. They've got some work to do. You know, obviously, a big concern is uh, guarding the three-point uh, line. There, uh, there's still a big weakness. We need to work on free throws a little bit more. But I think this team has more scores than some of the past uh, Tech teams have had, um, where you're having to rely on one or you know one player to really shoulder the load with the scoring. Um, but they they get Prairie View A and M, and then. They go on the road. Um, you know, obviously, you know the big tests are going to be coming up in December with Tennessee, Providence, and then Gonzaga uh, right before the Christmas break. Um, but you know, this I think I think this team's going to surprise some people. So let's talk about Prodigy on uh, thir- uh, Thursday night. Uh, interesting, interesting uh, episode. Uh, it's gonna it's basically a two parter. Left us with a cliffhanger. I think uh, again. I thought it was another solid outing. Um, you know, this is definitely a kids' show, but there are some things. If you're a Star Trek fan, I think that you would that you'll enjoy out of it. Um, 
But um, what's surprising to me is the what the way that they're doing the schedule, and the schedule is kind of I think a little bit goofy. They're going to have a new episode this week on top of the Star Trek Discovery season premiere, and then they're going to take a hiatus till January, do five more episodes, and then not come back till you know I, I'm imagining probably late 2022 uh, with ten more episodes. So a um, little bit of a goofy schedule, um, but. Like uh, I'm still been impressed so far with the show, and uh, you know it should be an interesting show to continue on. The other big Star Trek news this week: they've moved the uh, Star Trek movie back from uh, I think it was May 2023 to December of 2023. You know, I think until we actually hear casting news and everything, I'm not sold on this movie being made. And you know, there's just been some struggles since Star Trek Beyond in 2016 to make an actual Star Trek movie. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, finally, let's talk a little bit about wrestling. Uh, there's really not much news. Um, this survivor series just has not been, I think promoted very well. Um, they've been, they've released basically the matches on Twitter and, you know, it just doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of, um, effort right now in, in, in putting together this card. I'll have my predictions next week, but you know, just very surprising to see, you know, Survivor Series uh, used to be one of the big, you know, big, uh, big four pay-per-views and now just doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. Um, but, you know, I'll talk a little bit more about wrestling next week, but just not been a lot this this week to talk about. All right, we're going to take a break and I'll be back with the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. All right, welcome back. Uh, it's time for the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. I uh, I was just checking on the tech game. Um, we've got big 12 refs that are big, big crybabies that don't know how to handle big boy football, and they're embarrassing themselves, and they're trying to cheat tech out of the game, quite frankly, and they're mad at the fans. So fans, you're probably not listening to me, but make sure and give them a lovely farewell greeting when they leave the field if they cheat us out of the game. So anyway, let's talk about the Chris Carpenter. Tip of the week. So my tip of the week is I want to challenge everybody to um, think think about someone that they can write an encouraging letter to um, because I think everybody needs an encouraging letter and you, you just don't know the power of a handwritten note. Um, I'm a teacher and I love it when I get handwritten notes from kids. In fact, I like it more than getting, you know, random like, candy or whatever gifts, you know, they give teachers. Um, cause you know, sometimes you wonder if you make a difference and those handwritten letters, I mean, they are worth more than gold, uh, with, with, uh, when you're a teacher. So anyway, that is the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. I will see you next week for the next week's edition of the Chris Carpenter show.